Hi, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Traveling in Ireland podcast. My guest today is Stephanie Chastain, and Stephanie publishes her own Ireland site called Infinite Ireland. Hey, Steph, thanks so much for uh, coming in and joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Now, do you want to go ahead and just give a little bit of information about your own site? Sure. So, uh, like you, I'm an Ireland travel fanatic, <laughs> and um, I generally uh, just love talking and um, helping people plan their trip to Ireland, so generally that's what Infinite Ireland is all about. We kind of dive deep into the nitty-gritty details um, of how to plan the trip, um, you know, everything from the car rental to, you know, how much it's going to cost to all that type of stuff, so, um, you know, I, I really love just, you know, living vicariously through other people when they get to go to Ireland, too. Right. I understand that completely. I, I always joke that when I help people um, plan their own trip, my husband is relieved because it means I'm not planning one for me. <laughs> right. Now, Infinite Ireland, really, you focus a lot on the first-time Ireland traveler, and and that always brings up a lot of questions. And today, I'm excited to talk to you about car rental, because that is really one of the most confusing things about an Ireland trip if you're going to do a self-drive. Um, car rental in Ireland is just not quite as straightforward as it is in many other places. Yeah, it's hard, and it's actually the most confusing. You think, oh, I can just show up at the airport and pick out a car and get on my way, but unfortunately, if you have it planned just a little bit, you might get surprised and probably a little bit of sticker shock on how expensive it can be um, if you uh, don't plan ahead. That's that's incredibly true, and it's a little bit of sticker shock sometimes even if you do. Um, <laughs> yes. I Actually, I know that when I was in Ireland this June, there was a woman um, in front of me, and she hadn't reserved her car. She had, she had gone online. She had gotten the prices. She knew she wanted to rent it um, through this one company, but... She hadn't actually reserved it, and she she actually there were no cars for her to rent from that company that day in Dublin no. Airport at the beginning of June, which is kind of amazing if you think about it. I mean, there's a lot of cars at Dublin Airport, and and mm-hmm. she had to come back the next day. You know, obviously that was through one company, but but still, it it was definitely shocking to her. So yeah. Yeah, it really, that is kind of surprising because most of the companies usually have pretty ample cars available, but um, particularly if you have a, a, you know, some sort of need, like a large family or um, you really want a a small car or something specific, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely it's a good idea to to reserve ahead. And so when you're driving in Ireland, we're going to, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Um, So driving in Ireland, I think is, just really the best way to see Ireland, um, mainly for the freedom it gives you. Would you say that, that you agree with that, or does it kind yeah. of vary by person to you? No, I would actually 110% agree. Um, you know, for most people, I would say the majority of people traveling to Ireland, running a car is actually the best way to go. Um, primarily because you can build in that time for 
spontaneity. Um, mm-hmm. It allows you to spend a little extra time in one spot or, you know, jet off to another place a little early. Um, and you can, you know, create your own itinerary that, that suits you best rather than just following somebody else's um, plan that they've done, you know, hundreds of times hundreds of times before, you know, in the, on a bus tour or whatever. So absolutely, I think um, for most people running the car, it's the best way to go. Now, the first time you drove in Ireland, no, I know that your husband does most of the driving, like mine, <laughs> mine does as well. But, you know, I know my very first trip to Ireland was solo. Um, and now the girls and I will go before my husband gets there. So I do quite a bit of driving in Ireland. But how difficult would you say your first experience driving in Ireland was? Because a lot of people are really, really nervous about it. Yeah, it's it's super intimidating. I mean, you're driving on the left. You hear about these narrow roads. You hear about sheep and tractors and all (laughs) sorts of different things. And so it's super intimidating. And I definitely was in that boat. I mean, when we picked up that rental car and we started driving south from the Shannon Airport, I remember uh, just like white knuckle driving. I mean, we had we had worked it up so much in our minds that you know, it in you know once we actually got on the road, um, and really after even a few hours, we kind of relaxed a little mm-hmm. bit, um, and then after a couple of days, there's something in your mind that just kind of actually does the the flip. Like you really can. Remember, okay, I need to look left um, mm-hmm. instead of right, or vice versa, um, depending on what the situation is. And if you have a great navigator, like if you have somebody else um, in the car with you that can be looking at a map and also be pointing out different things along the way, as long as you communicate with each other, it's actually really fairly easy and it's quite fun. It is. It is. You're right. I think I probably went into it just too stupid to know I should have been worried. <laughs> no, I was definitely like panicked. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, did we make a mistake?" Like, what was I thinking? But it worked out just fine. Well, and driving out of the Shannon Airport is definitely a lot less nerve-wracking than driving out of the Dublin Airport, where you, you know, the first thing you come to is a a massive roundabout, and you just have no idea even which way to turn. So yeah. that that navigator is definitely key um, mm-hmm. when you first start. One- the one thing that I love, and this is just a side little tidbit, but um, on Google Maps, you can use the Google Street View. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fantastic tip. If you're, you know you're going to be navigating an area that could be a little tricky, you can actually t- drive that little yellow guy in the Google car uh, around various locations in Ireland, including um, around the Dublin airport, to get an idea of what the uh, scenery, what the traffic environment, what the roads are going to look like before you even get there. So for people who are really, really nervous, that's a really great tip to kind of get your get yourself on the road before you even step foot on an airplane. Oh, that is smart. That is a great tip. Um, let's talk about finding the best car rental. So when you are working with um, clients, do you do it differently when you're working with somebody as compared to how you look for a car rental yourself? Uh, no, not necessarily. So um, when I work with clients, typically I'm I'm coaching them through the process. And, mm-hmm. and so I coach them through exactly how I do it. Um, and and what, what that means is for most people, they're trying to get a, a fairly good deal and work with a company that they 
like or they trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I typically give them a couple of recommendations. One um, is to look at Dan Dooley. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my favorite Ireland car rental companies, um, primarily because they're transparent. Um, you can know exactly what you're going to pay up front uh, without having to pay anything else at the counter, including for insurances and, and other mm-hmm. extras. And I love that because not uh, there isn't any other car rental company out there that, that you can rent directly from the company and get that information up front. So um, first, that, that's the first thing I tell them. And right. then the second thing I do um, is uh, I also suggest that they look at the .ie website. Okay. Um, so a lot of companies like Hertz or Avis, they're U.S. companies that have a .com site. Mm-hmm. You certainly can rent a car rental from the .com. But um, if you go to the .ie site, which is the Ireland mm-hmm. um, uh, site designation, that's the site that includes the minimum insurance requirements for Ireland. Mm-hmm. So you know you're at least going to get that minimum requirement that the Ireland government says you must have before you even step foot in the vehicle. So um, typically I, I start off with those two tips. And then I suggest, you know, trying your best to compare apples to apples. Look at the different sites um, for each airport. And, uh, you know, you might need to read through the terms and conditions Mm -hmm. to find out what the extra costs are um, if you're not looking at Dan Dooley. But generally, um, I'm recommending that you should get the super insurance for most people. Um, And we can talk about maybe the super insurance in a minute, but um, that's kind of the excess platinum stuff mm-hmm. that gets you covered covered down to zero. Um, and if you get that super insurance, it doesn't really matter which car rental company you go with because you are Uber covered. Right. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get everything that you need. So um, at that point you're just looking for the the cheapest rental. Right. And and do you have any tips that, that can really help people save money on their car rental? Are there any uh, car rental companies that maybe seem to you know, always have a better deal, or do you find that it really just varies on type of car and time of year and and those kind of situations? It does vary. I really wish I could say, like, oh, go with these guys because they're going to be the cheapest. Mm -hmm. Um, It varies quite a bit. Um, And the one thing that I do recommend, which might not be the cheapest, um, but I typically suggest that that people rent directly from the car rental company rather than a third party. So right. you could easily go on to, oh, Travelocity or Orbit or, you know, any of those um, uh, conglomerate sites mm-hmm. and, and rent a car. But um, now you're working through a third party. Um, if there's any issues or any problems or you need to make changes, it's not going to be as easy as if you were to rent directly through the company. Excellent, excellent advice, because that's so true. The, the minute you add another company into the mix, that's the company that you have to contact, and then they have to contact the rental company, and, and that can just turn into a huge nightmare. And then, especially if you're working with you know a company that may not have uh, 24-hour service, or the person that you need to speak with with is in the United States, and it's 6 a.m. in Ireland, and your plane has landed. It's midnight in the U.S., mm-hmm. so so that can really cause cause some headaches for you. So that is an excellent tip. 
Now, yeah. back back to that uh, CDW excess or the platinum coverage that you mentioned earlier. That is something mm-hmm. that, I mean, car, the car rental companies aren't going to let you leave without it. I know that they say it's an optional thing. But in all mm-hmm. honesty, there's only one way you can leave without that insurance, and that is if your credit card is going to cover your car rental. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so you're not I mean, you're not leaving without putting out, you know, a couple hundred dollars at the minimum extra, which is one of the big reasons that Dan Dooley is so nice, because you can purchase that directly online and not have any extra cash layout when you land in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really I mean, with that super insurance. You know, you get the, you know, liability down to anywhere from zero to a hundred euros. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, you, those, those narrow roads, I mean, <laughs> I, I joke about the, it being intimidating at the beginning, but they truly are really narrow. They are. <laughs> and it's, it is, it's really easy to get those scratches or those dents, um, along the way by no fault really of your own, just by, you know, general wear and tear of the car, mm-hmm. uh, being, you know, so close to those berms um, and shrubs and cement uh, stone walls. Right. Um, so uh, so it's really easy to get a, a pretty sizable dent, and, mm-hmm. you know, that could easily cost you, you know, 800 to to $1,000. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it's very – it's well worth the extra couple hundred dollars that you might spend to get that extra insurance and then not even have to worry about that dent and just, you know, sleep easy each night. So what is the easiest way? Because this is where the car insurance or the car rental really gets confusing in Ireland because, you know, that that insurance is something that a lot of people aren't expecting. They they don't really understand it. So what do you think is the easiest way um, for people to understand this this excess insurance? Um, I think there's kind of two big, big pieces. First is collision damage waiver, kind of this minimum insurance that uh, Ireland requires you mm-hmm. have. And if you rent it from an Irish car company or a .ie site, you're going to have that included. Mm-hmm. However, if you have a scratch or a dent or any issues whatsoever, they will charge your card uh, immediately uh, when you return for up to you know, 2,000 or so euros. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can get that can add up really, really quickly, and you're going to be responsible to pay pay that. Um, so that's the first part. This minimum insurance. Um, in a car, of course, you know, the damage of a vehicle if you got into a serious crash could be 15000 So if there is some, you know, 15, 20 or however, right. however uh, the cost of the vehicle is. Um, so there is, you know, you're getting some benefit for having that minimum insurance down to 2000 But 2000 is a lot of extra money um, that if you weren't planning on spending uh, to make a, a trip to Ireland, but, it's really expensive. But... I mean, even with that minimum coverage, they're not going to let you leave without some sort of money down. I mean, right? They charge your credit card a whole, like they hold money on your credit mm-hmm. card um, to kind of cover their assets, right. their, their vehicle um, during the entire trip that you're gone. Um, so that, yeah, so that's the kind of the first part. But then the second part is this optional additional insurance, the super CDW, this the super excess waiver this platinum coverage that you pay, you know, anywhere, you know, from 15 euros or so a day 
um, to get your liability from that two thousand dollars to you know zero or a hundred euros, mm-hmm. um, and that's fantastic because then you don't have to worry about anything, and there aren't any holds on your credit card during the duration of your trip to Ireland. Right. Um, so I really, you know, the extra couple hundred bucks completely worth it in my mind. Exactly, mine too. Um, now, have you ever had an accident where where you had you know money either with with the excess CDW or on a credit card? Have you ever had an issue where you had mm-hmm. to deal with that? We did have a flat tire uh, once. Uh, not uncommon. Well, not uncommon um, in Ireland. Um, and we did have the platinum insurance, um, the, the, the super collision damage waiver. Uh, and so we could have worked through the car rental company um, to get that resolved. But uh, we actually called up um, the company that we were using, and they said we could take it to a local garage and get it fixed immediately. We were actually um, out in, like, kind of North Mayo at the time. Okay. And so we were really not very close to... Um, many places <laughs> to, right, to get right. uh, car rental companies to, to get a swap out um, or to have them fix it. And they said, you know, go ahead and you can get that uh, uh, fixed on your own. And so we spent about 90 uh, U.S. dollars mm-hmm. to get a new tire and have it switched. It took about three hours of our time, um, and it wasn't really that big of a deal other than I think we had a nice long hike planned for that morning. But, okay. you know, much much better to... I have a safe vehicle and not be driving on a spare um, than, uh, than worrying about our, our plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's really all we've had to deal with only because we've all, every other time we've, we've purchased that super collision damage mm-hmm. waiver and we've certainly had dings. Right. <laughs> we've had scratches. <laughs> we've had them all. Um, but we've just tossed those car keys back in uh, to the car rental company when we're done and say, see ya, um, and we haven't had to worry about a thing. So um, that's why I just love it so much. It, it really does just make it, you know, it, it's that security blanket around the car that that you can be like, oops, there went the mirror, and, and yeah. you don't have the worry because I got to tell you, you'll see cars all over Ireland without a side mirror. Mm-hmm. all the time yeah. because they, they clip and they just go away if they don't flip. So that's uh, not an uncommon thing. Now, let's let's go to using credit cards for car insurance because that's something that a lot of people really expect is to be able to use their credit card to cover their car insurance. And while you can do that in most of the world, you you may not be able to do it in Ireland. Yeah. It's, it's really common, actually, not the, – the norm is that it's not available in Ireland, mm-hmm. um, and there's only a few exceptional cards or credit card companies that will allow you to do it. So you definitely need to car, call up your car rental company and find out if your card is one that covers Ireland. Um, typically, you need to call the benefits department of the credit card. Right. And they'll, they should know right off the bat whether or not Ireland is covered. Uh, if Ireland is, if you happen to have one of the, the lucky cards, um, you will need to get from that benefits department a letter uh, stating that they do cover Ireland. And you will need to get that within a, about a two-week range prior to your rental. You don't want to do it too far in advance. 
you want to have it dated fairly close to the time that you're going to pick up the rental car. Right, and they can just email that to you. It's not like they have to pop it in the mail or anything. It can uh, it can just come to you through email, usually right while you're on the phone with them. Um, it's really easy. Now, I know that I have a MasterCard, so it's a Capital One World Card. And mm-hmm. the main reason, the only reason I got it is because it does cover car rental in Ireland. Um, and I know what is it? Chase, I think Chase has a credit yeah. card that does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the card that I use is the Chase Sapphire Preferred, yep. and they they cover Ireland. Yep. Now, something that you do have to watch out for is the fact that Discover Card will cover yeah. car rental in Ireland. However, Discover Card is not accepted in Ireland. <laughs> So you have to watch that because the minute you get there, they're going to say, no, I'm sorry, your card isn't accepted and you will be purchasing that extra insurance. Um, And another card to really watch is um, American Express. That's not accepted everywhere in Ireland either. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So I actually had an accident. So it wasn't it was 2015 when my car was actually covered by my credit card and I was Mm. driving, (laughs) driving through the V gap, which is a beautiful mountainous range between Tipperary and Waterford. And they were doing road construction. And on my way back, I was coming up the hill. A semi was coming down the hill. The road was not terribly wide. Plus there was road construction. So I'm getting as close as I can to the, the uh, hedge road wall that happened to have a stone wall behind it and a nice big stone that I didn't see sticking out. And uh, it caught caught my wheel well. And if you Uh can just kind of picture a can opener going (laughs) down the side of a car, um, that's kind of how it sounded and kind of how it looked by the end of that. Um, And so I did have to take the car to an airport and uh, took it to Cork because that was the closest airport. And uh, the cost ended up being, I want to say, about Mm $2,400. And they had held a $5,000 hold on my card because I had I was there for a month. So, you know, I had that buffer there and that's where the money came out of. And. You know, for the amount of damage, I thought it was kind of cheap, but they had it. The car already had some scrapes on it when I got mm-hmm. it, so they had already billed people for you know parts that were already being replaced. So I didn't have to pay for those a second time, which was really nice. I was really impressed by the transparency of that. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, this was already damaged; it's already been billed, so you are not paying for this part. And and I really appreciated that. Um, but it was super easy uh, to trade it out, and then and they charged that to my credit card. And then when I got home, I just sent everything into the credit card company. And I would say that within you know four or five weeks, they had the credit card company had taken care of it. So yeah, uh, it was pretty quick and swift, and not too painless, painful. So. And I know, I think that generally it isn't too difficult. It's just the idea that you're going to have to have some follow-up. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be okay with that charge kind of sitting there on your credit card until you get all of that follow-up resolved. Um, you reminded me one thing about um, because of the your know, prior damage, it's uh, always a good idea to take pictures of your vehicle always. prior prior to even getting in the car. Um, 
so that you know exactly what the vehicle mm-hmm. looks like, mm-hmm. um, any damage, any scratches, anything prior to you actually leaving the parking lot. Um, that way you have some evidence of what it was before mm-hmm. and then what potential damage uh, happened after. Well, and then it's it's often the case where when you drop off the car before you go to the airport, there's just somebody saying, yes, they've dropped it off. Here's the mileage. They really don't look over it. So I always take no. pictures. I take pictures after as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, just to have that. I've, I thankfully have never had a bad a bad situation where they tried to, you know, charge me for damage that I didn't do. But, I mean, stories like that are out there. So just always good to cover your bases that way. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on from insurance, I want to talk a little bit just about the, you know, the the experience of driving in Ireland because – you know, like we said, it's it's just really the best way to get out and explore the country. Um, but there are a few tips that maybe you should keep in mind. Um, one being, especially if you're going out of Dublin, toll roads. Yeah. Yeah. So toll roads are there. There's a, few, a couple of them that primarily Dublin is where most people will encounter it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple different ways to go through a toll road. Um, one way, is, and you just the, the the whole, I guess the bottom line is you definitely just need to talk to your car rental company and find out how they handle toll roads. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, um, you do need to pay uh, the toll road in some capacity while you're in Ireland. So whether that's by a transponder that the uh, car rental company has put in your car and then they'll just charge you you once you return mm-hmm. um, back to the airport, or uh, an, an online system that you log in um, and you pay, you know, the the cost of the toll um, after you've gone through it, um, you know, that day. Um, and you, like you said, uh, um, the, the, the there's uh, lots of, you know, it's mainly Dublin. Mm-hmm. Um, the M50, if you're familiar with uh, kind of the roads, the routes that you might be taking, that's the big one that um, yeah. catches catches people off guard. Yeah, because the M50, you don't have an option of stopping and paying the toll with cash. It it is an automatic. You know, they have the scanners and and they they take the license plate and they bill it online. And so some some car companies will add that to your bill and some won't. So I know that right. I've come home and paid an M50 toll. You know, a week or so after I've been there because I didn't you know, didn't think about it, didn't think to ask the car company until afterwards. And, you know, before you're getting on a plane is not the time to be trying to pay a toll. So, <laughs> Right. Um, and then you have roundabouts. Now, roundabouts, I love roundabouts, and they're becoming more and more common in the States. Um, mm-hmm. But the roundabouts in Ireland are just better because they're bigger. Um, But a lot of people don't realize that even when you're on a roundabout, you should still use your turn signal. (laughs) Yeah. I run into that here at home a lot. But um, tourists in Ireland don't think about using a turn signal because you're in a roundabout. So what are your tips? Do you do you kind of give people tips on how to handle the roundabout? Yeah, we do. So, um, again, if you have a navigator, like a navigator or a second person in the vehicle with you, and for solo travelers, you know, don't worry. You could still definitely do this on your own. Um, but it is really nice when you have another person 
um, to help you uh, through the roundabout um, because what happens when you approach it, um, you will be looking to your right to see oncoming traffic coming through. Mm-hmm. And um, you were, you're at some point going to want to get off the roundabout. Now, if you decide that you don't know where you need to get <laughs> off at, you can just keep going round and round and round. No one will know um, <laughs> because they're getting on and getting off, and they know where they're going. Right. Um, so don't feel bad if you need to go around once or twice. That's the first thing. Right. Um, and then the second thing is, you know, have that passenger, if you have one, um, you know, keep their eye out for the road uh, that you're looking for. And then you'll have them use their hand and kind of point, this is the way we want to go, you know, or, you know, oh, we're looking at this second turn on your left. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really helpful to have, you know, essentially, you know, two sets of eyes um, on on the route that you, that you should be taking. Um, but generally, uh, once you've gone through even just a handful of roundabouts, mm-hmm. um, you actually do kind of get the, the the flow, the understanding, but the best part is, like you said, you know, make sure you're signaling when you're getting off right. so that someone else uh, kind of in ahead of you can, can get on the roundabout. Right. Um, well, and not only but, that, but, you know, some roundabouts have two lanes exiting. Some have, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they're really large, you're going around, and when you're going around, you need to be in the inner lane, and then get to the outer lane before you exit. So so really paying attention to the extra vehicles that are there and signaling what you're doing is so important because, you know, if you're on the inner lane and you're exiting, the person, you know, the person beside you or maybe just right behind you at your blind spot really needs to know that, especially if it's another tourist who is thinking they're just going to go around, um, you know, not maybe realizing that you can exit from that inner lane. So... Right. So you do you do just want to pay attention really to the vehicles around you in a in a roundabout, especially mm-hmm. a busy one or a larger one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. And another tip, and this is kind of more it can be about it's about the roundabout, but it's also about just driving in general. You know, Ireland um, and the Irish drivers are maybe a little bit more aggressive, especially <laughs> uh, than we would like as as tourists. Um, and so, uh, but the big thing that what you have to remember is um, you can't make, uh, you know, no one can make you go faster than you want to or that you need to mm-hmm. um, in, in the situation you're in. So, you know, let someone pass you or, you know, you know go around that roundabout a second time mm-hmm. uh, to figure things out or, you know, make sure that you are feeling your most comfortable. Um, right. And then, you know, if someone's tailgating you, pull over, let them pass you. They'll, they usually honk and like wave and say thank you. Yeah. Um, because they, you know, they do want to get going where they are, uh, where they're headed, and that's perfectly fine. And then you can, you know, enjoy the scenery and drive a little bit slower, and not feel so stressed if uh, if you're you're going at your own pace. That's a really really important tip and and a great one because it it is especially when you're on some of those, you know, those back end roads, um, you know the the speed limit out there, you know, can be 80 to 100 kilometers. <laughs> and and the road, you know, maybe you should possibly be going 50. Um, but they they put the speed limits on the road uh, as based on the road designation, not the road size. So right. um, so that's a huge one because it can be really uncomfortable be, to be doing you know, 90 kilometers down what basically 
amounts to a one and a half lane road with blind curves. So, mm-hmm. so that's a really, really important tip. So um, we've got so much great information here. So I hope that that the listeners, you know, if they're planning on renting a car in Ireland are are going to bookmark this or, you know, are taking notes or something because there's so much information in here. Um, but what I want to end with um, are really three amazing spots that you can only get to by car. Now, I know there are a lot of articles out there that say, oh, you can only get here by car. And then they list, you know, places like the Cliffs of Moher and the Giants Causeway <laughs> and things like that, which you can actually get to by bus. So right. I want to focus on three really great places that there is no way, not at all, you're getting there by foot or you're getting there by car. So if, if you could point people to three places that you would say are just amazing to hit when you're driving through Ireland, what would they be? I, I love the question because that that's this is the one this is the reason why I love the ability to rent the car. Not only does it give you the freedom and does it you know allow you to be spontaneous and, and soak up all sorts of different other things that you might not get on a bus, but um but you can get to locations that nobody else will ever see. Um, my favorite is kind of the northwest area, so Don, County Donegal mm-hmm. um, in general. Um, there are it, it's a, a bit more remote, um, a bit more rugged than maybe um, the rest of Ireland. Yeah, any place um, else? <laughs> yeah, um, but it's beautiful, um, and there are places. Um, like in the outermost corners of County Donegal, like Sleeve League, mm-hmm. um, which is this beautiful seaside cliff uh, area that you really, truly just, there aren't any tour buses going that way. Um, those roads are, are just too small, um, and they are not made for large groups, right. um, which often means you're going to get there um, and you're going to explore a, a beautiful place really all by yourself, which mm-hmm. I think is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I love is Ackle Island. Okay. Um, so Ackle Island is in County Mayo. It's kind of between North Mayo and Galway the, the, on the west coast mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can access it. It says island, but there is a bridge. So you can you access it by a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very far corner of Ackle Island, <laughs> there is King, King Bay. Um, and this is a beautiful, beautiful beach um, with an amazing um, kind of almost inlet-like okay. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, you, you run your car over the cliffside and then down below, <laughs> it's this amazing beach. Um, and so that's one of my, one of my mm-hmm. favorite, favorite spots. Um, and then finally, West Cork. Uh, I just love West Cork. Um, it's in the southwest corner of um, of Ireland, mm-hmm. but there's a couple little peninsulas, uh, Sheep's Head Peninsula and Mizzen Head. Mm-hmm. Um, these tiny little fingers off the coast of Ireland, off the, you know, the southwest coast of Ireland, um, and no buses can go there at nice. all. There are even signs <laughs> there that are. say mm-hmm. no buses. <laughs> Um, so it's great for, for hill walking. Joe and I, my husband and I, um, we love to, to, you know, find a few, um, hills or mountains to climb while we're in Ireland. And those are fantastic places to go for that. They are. And you know, Sheep's Head, um, we were there a couple years ago now. 
And that's actually the entire peninsula has a 150-kilometer walk on it. But you can drive out nearly to the tip, and there's a wonderful little uh, tea cafe called Uncup and Tea. And, uh, and then from there to the lighthouse is two kilometers as the crow flies. And mm-hmm. it's a little further as you walk it yourself up and down the craggy hills. But it's, it's a phenomenal, I mean, if you get out there on a clear blue day, it's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. Yeah, nothing so. could be better. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, Stephanie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me, to go through, you know, the ins and outs of car rental in Ireland and, you know, just kind of help explain that because it is, it is a really confusing thing. And I know that it's something that, you know, even when you read it, it can be, you know, it's not quite making sense, all the ins and outs of it. So I appreciate your time today. And if you want to let people know where they can find you online, um, Please share. Yeah, yeah, I've had so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, if people want to find me, I'm at infiniteireland.com. Um, I also have a good uh, active Facebook page, um, so facebook.com slash infiniteireland. And um, I love to connect with people. So if they're headed to Ireland or they're coming back or if they're just, you know, dreaming about it, um, that's, uh, it's all, it's always good to, to chat no matter where you are kind of in the process. Again, I want to thank Stephanie Chastain so much for joining me today to go through the ins and outs of car rental in Ireland. If you have any questions about car rental or any other Ireland travel aspects, please feel free to reach out to me, Jody at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. And I will get back to you with the answer just as quickly as I can. Thanks again for listening and slán go forth.